Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. This day, oh, loves, you are going to hear an amazing story from a beautiful and soulful man. So I am so excited to welcome Jerome Braggs. We have been Facebook friending for a while, and I'm just like, dude, you have got to come and share your story. And so we finally got him here. So Jerome, welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you're with us. Thank you so much. I'm beyond Honored and excited to be here. Cool. Well, tell us what, like the work you do today, like what is it and what do you particularly love about it? Yeah. So um, my title is an intuitive healer, but what that Mm. means is I help spiritual seekers heal their bodies and manifest truly and deeply delicious lives through the practice of self-love. I believe that self-love is the panacea and it is the real secret. And my work in the world is to help people prove that for themselves. Mm, Wow. I just breathe all that in. That is darn yummy. Well, I, I know your story and I would love it if you just share, because you, you are the walking example of what you teach. Right. Mm. And so why don't you just start wherever you want to start? Yeah, so I'd like to say this version of me um, started, began uh, January 1st of 2004. Mm. So I had been, a few weeks previous to that, I'd been feeling just slightly ill um, and was doing a lot of the things that I was knew how to do back then, the chicken soup and the rest (laughs) and um, all the little things like that to get better when I felt slightly ill and I wasn't getting better. And um, so I checked myself into the hospital on New Year's Eve and on New Year's Day, the doctors had run, uh, well, the doctor I was seeing in the emergency room had run tests. And when she came back, she had a team of doctors with her uh, with the results of the test. And what I thought was what I thought was I was having a severe aspect of the flu because I was very sore. I had noticed some swelling and um, just didn't have energy. And what the doctor came back and said was, you know, basically that this wasn't the flu and that um, they diagnosed me with kidney failure, pneumonia, pancreatitis, anemia, a parasite in my stomach, a fluid packed lung. And if all of that wasn't delicious enough already, they also diagnosed me with AIDS. And they said that everything had... progressed to a point where they didn't think they were going to be able to save me. So they thought I had about seven days to live. Oh my God. That I needed to get my affairs in order. And so 
when they um when the when the team of doctors left me uh in that room to kind of get my affairs in order and to make my calls um i had was i had a life review now usually as souls, we have life reviews when we have fully transitioned and we cross over to the other side. But I had this life review while I was laying in the bed and my whole life flashed before me. And I was able to see really, um, there were questions that were coming up about Mm -hmm. like, had I really been happy with this life that I lived? Mm -hmm. Um, Was I really truly ever my full self in this life? And did I feel like I was going to, these are some of the questions, Mm-hmm. Did I feel like I was going to leave this life having deposited the reason for which I had come to this life for? Mm. And as I was reviewing all these different questions that were coming up for me in this life review, I was already a, um, on spiritual path by then. I was 23 years old, okay. 23. I think I was 23, uh, either 23 or 24. I can't remember now. It's been 18 years. Um, but you were a baby though. You were young. Yes, I was a young, I was a young kid out there in the world. And I was not though afraid of death because I was already on a, a, a spiritual path by this time. So I, I knew that I was a soul and I knew that death was not an end to what I was. It was just a, a change uh, of, of my physicality. So I wasn't afraid of death, but as I began to have this life review, I realized that um, I became really terrified and I wasn't Mm -hmm. terrified again of dying. What I was terrified of was the fact that I realized that the answer to all of the questions that were coming up was no for me. And so I had this realization that I was about to die, not having ever really truly lived my life. I had never really been Jerome. I wasn't doing what made me happy. I wasn't um, going, I I wasn't feeling like I was living the purpose for which I was here for. And so I didn't want to die like that. I I was not afraid of dying, but I didn't want to die not having lived. With regrets. With regrets. I didn't want to do that. And so I made a choice that I was going to survive, that I was going to live. And I had believed, again, I was on a spiritual path from that time. I had studied the law of attraction for a few years by that time. And I believed that we could create our realities. I believed in what I was, I was studying, what I was hearing, all of that. But I had been using that information before to like manifest a parking space in front of the mall or you know, a date on Saturday night when I was on Way different so, than saving your life, right? That's a big right. Old- this was not life-saving, <laughs> yeah. you know, information or manifestation. Right. Right. Um but I said, you know, if this is going to be true, then it has to be true for me. And it has support. to be true here. So mm-hmm. I began to use everything that I had ever heard or knew or studied or used around the law of attraction and manifestation. Um, and I threw it all at this aspect of healing myself. And wow. I was in the hospital for a month. I was on dialysis during that time. And uh I was and every week the doctors were like, you know wow, you're progressing, but we still don't think, you know, uh, you'll, you may have another year or you okay. may be on dialysis for the rest of your life. After a month, I was sent home and uh, still on dialysis at that time and continued this to continue the things that I was doing. And three months after I had gotten home, um, I fully healed my, there was no HIV or AIDS in my system anymore. My kidneys were fully functioning. I was taking off of dialysis. There was no other illnesses in my body. And I was being called a miracle child yeah. by my doctors, yes, by everyone, yes. because I had done what people thought was the impossible. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought I knew what the key was to healing and to manifesting. I just, I thought I had it. I knew until I found myself back in that same hospital a year and a half later with the exact same diagnosis to the T, even to the T cell, like the entire thing. (laughs) And instead of seven days to live this time, um, I have 48 hours. And when the doctors left me, um, mm-hmm. after they told me 48 hours, they were about to rush me into a surgery, preparing me to rush me into a surgery to try and give me another day. And um, after they left me to kind of prep the surgery room and I was in this hospital, instead of a life review, this time I had a question because I knew that if um, all of this had, had manifested again, exactly like that, this wasn't a coincidence, that this right. was a message. Right. And it was a message that I had obviously not been paying attention to. Certainly. You missed something, right? Yeah, I knew it was something that my body, my soul was trying to speak to me through the health of my body some type of way. And so I said, hey, I'm here. I'm surrendered. Please speak to me. Mm -hmm. And also, I want to know, and also speak to me. Let me know. My first question was, let me know what it is you're trying to tell me through Mm -hmm. my body that I've been trying, I guess, very hard not to hear. And then the second question I had was, I want to know what it really takes to truly heal, not to like just passively heal or heal temporarily. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it takes to really heal. And I want to know what it takes to live a really good life because I want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. just want to heal and just be average. I don't just mm-hmm. want to heal and go back to what I was. I want to live a really good life. And it was after I said that, that I began to have um, what's called a near-death experience. I began to feel myself um, leaving my body and mm. having a... Um, I crossing over into the other side. Mm -hmm. And so what happened in this experience was as I began to make this transition from the physical into the other side, like the death experience Mm -hmm. of dying, I felt this immense feeling of being loved and love. Mm -hmm. And it was beyond anything that kind of, I can even find words for the best Mm -hmm. word that I can, that I can have. And that I've been trying to talk to, to, offer to people who ask me about it is it felt like total well-being mm-hmm. like complete and total well-being and it wow. felt like complete and total oneness like i was connected to a part of um everything mm-hmm. and as i began to have this feeling i heard a voice and the voice was kind of it's funny because it wasn't like I heard it with ears, but I heard it in my cells, like mm-hmm. in my, it was, it was just everywhere. It was everything and everywhere was speaking. Mm-hmm. And it said to me, and I knew this voice, it sounded like me, but it sounded like a very divine and holy and non-neurotic me (laughs) and it said I knew as as soon as it started speaking I knew this was the voice of source this is what may some people may call God this was what, what I call my soul I knew this was what that was and it said to me that I knew I had been living a life where I knew a lot about how to force and push Mm. 
and struggle and try to make life be good to me. But I didn't know anything about how to actually I said, I don't know shit about how yeah. to let life be good to me. Wow. And that life was created to be good to me. And that I needed to learn how to do that. I needed to learn how to let it. And that the way to let it was also the way to heal my body. And that that was to love myself, to learn how to truly love myself. And that mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about that yet, but that my journey after this was going to teach me. Mm -hmm. And what I was also shown in that experience was that what I would learn in this journey of healing myself through self-love and that self-love also it said that self-love was going to be this the way I came back home to my soul mm, okay your work it the was way your work. that I brought my soul back home mm -hmm. and I was going to be asked to teach this afterwards and I was going to be asked this was going to be a part of my mission on the planet to okay. teach what I learned to others to help them do the same and after that conversation, I came back into my body. I came back into my situation. And I had this, you know, I knew I had been given the big wake up call moment, yeah. right? The big red or the blue pill moment. Right. Like, are you going are you to choose or not? Yeah. Are you going to choose or not? Are you going to choose to stay the same? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to, to take this journey wow. of self-love? And there was some fear before I made the choice because I realized that I didn't know anything about what this journey was going to do. I didn't know anything about who I was going to be asked to become, but I had this immense knowing in my body that who I knew I was lying there on that bed. If I chose the journey of self-love, this person was going to die. And I wow. was very afraid of that because I didn't know who this was that was going so to really? live. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also knew that if I didn't do that, everything that was going to die too. <laughs> all of this was going to die. Right, and yeah. I didn't want that yet. Um, I didn't want that. And so I made the commitment that I was going to take the journey of self-love truly. And that I was going to learn, I was going to learn deeply. Like I didn't want to just learn quickly because quickly got me back in the hospital. Right. I wanted to learn deeply and that I was going to learn completely. What I didn't know was okay. that that okay. journey was going to be many years <laughs> and that yeah. um, it was going to transform everything that I knew about reality, everything that I knew about who we are as souls on the planet, having human experiences, everything I knew about how this reality is created and what, mm -hmm. how it's manifested, everything I knew about health. And it was going to literally make me unrecognizable to who I was. Wow. Um, and that's literally what happened. The journey was many years mm -hmm. through many mystical experiences, some very blissful, some painful. Mm -hmm. um, I learned how to heal my body and manifest a deeply delicious life through the practice of self-love. And who I am today because of that journey mm -hmm. is completely unrecognizable to I the bet. person I was then. There's nothing about me really that's even almost the same. Probably the great smile is the same, but the yeah, inside. My, my really smile are... and, and yeah, my yeah, love yeah. and right. all of that. But that's... it's it's a much bigger version. Let me ask you a question though. You know, you're a man speaking about self-love. How has that been received? Especially maybe back when you were 25, 26, you know, when you, and 15 years ago, people weren't talking about self-love. So how was that received? Yeah, so um, 
you know, people will raise their eye because what most, what, what I discovered. So not only is it because I'm a man, I'm talking about self-love. Yeah. Um, also because what the way I talk about this, what I learned is self-love is very different from what we've been taught. Okay. And Go there. That's what, good. what much of what we've been taught is not even really scratching the surface of what actually self-love is. And so the reception of it has been uh, when they, when I first talk about it, they're like, oh, because, because what we associate self-love with really is affection and we associate it with appreciation. Okay. While affection and appreciation are facets of self-love, they're not the whole piece. Like if there's, if this was a pie, self-love mm-hmm. was a pie, Affection and, and appreciation are probably like the tiniest sliver. <laughs> pie. Okay. And so you're missing out on a whole piece, and which is why we are, a lot of us are having our suffering. Because what I learned is that you're su- all our suffering, whether it is in our personal lives or mm-hmm. our finances or our relationships or the health of our bodies, all of our suffering is caused by a lack of self-love. And so this is when I say this, this my my conversation on self-love is very radical and very mm-hmm. revolutionary. So it's looked at initially with when I first started, people kind of raise the eyebrow, you know. <laughs> um, but when they hear me and when they really listen, um their minds are blown. And then when they really start to practice what I'm saying and what I teach, their lives are totally transformed yeah. oftentimes very miraculously my clients will, will can testify to this over and over, and over again. Yeah. when they do the work their life yeah. is becomes literally a living and walking miracle daily let's talk about and back in the you know i think certain people are not given permission for self-love you know we we were raised with the codependent it's better to give than to receive you know all the shit in the culture and how we were raised and or they go, but I took a bath. Isn't that self-love? You know what I mean? Like, so either they have trouble receiving or they don't understand the depth. So why don't you give some examples or what you consider like generative, like the minimum things? And it's not just taking a bath occasionally, right? Or lighting a candle. So, so what is that for you? So talk about why people can't or what blocks people. And then what do you think it is? Yeah. So there are a lot of what blocks us from self-love and then I'll tell you what the definition is. Hey, like perfect, perfect. So what blocks us from self-love is we're not, there's really nowhere in our culture or in our society, uh, dominant society or culture where we're taught what it actually right. is. Right. We're inundated with messages that actually make us suppress aspects of ourselves um, because mm. what we're made to believe uh, in our family systems, because our family, our family systems are literally the our first classrooms where we learn yeah. either right. to become more of ourselves in the world and, and, <laughs> and or to suppress yeah. more of ourselves in the world. Right. And the society also does that. So it teaches you that there are parts of you that are really lovable and belong, and there are parts of you that don't. And so a lot of us grow up projecting the pieces of ourselves that we believe will be loved, that will mm-hmm. receive appreciation or belonging or acceptance. And then we suppress or we hide or we place or reject and deny pieces of ourselves that we feel that won't. So, so for some people that may be aspects of their sexuality, for some people that's aspects of their personality, mm-hmm. some people that may be parts of their intellect, for some people that may be parts of their looks, 
Mm -hmm. um, for some, it's all of those put together. And so you're never really fully wholly yourself and you never fully express when you're not really yourself and fully yourself, you're not expressing the full consciousness or energy of your soul. Mm. And that is what self-love actually is. This is radical. This is really radical. You are here as a soul to express the full energy and consciousness of what you are. And what you are, the consciousness and energy of the soul, what we are made of, made from, and made for is love. That is literally what source Mm -hmm. is. So loving ourselves is becoming more and more of ourselves Mm -hmm. in our lives and nourishing, meaning feeding and helping to expand and grow who that is. What if you've never, A, got permission or B, had a model for how to do that? Because the voices in the culture are like, God, who are you? Right. And so, or it's not safe, you know? So what if, what if like, because I always like to kind of take the concepts and ground them into, okay, how does somebody do that? Mm -hmm. So the first step of um, really for self-love, so self-love is about becoming yourself Mm-hmm. And no longer betraying yourself. Ooh, okay, say that again. That's really deep. <laughs> so becoming yourself, becoming your true whole self, mm-hmm. and no longer betraying yourself. So betraying would be, I have an opinion, but oh, I don't want to ruffle feathers, so I don't want to say it. So there's a lot of ways right? we betray ourselves, yeah. right? And this is the first step, really, a lot yeah. of times with of loving yourself. Before you can know how to nourish who you are, you have to stop betraying who you are. That's so true. the first pro- the ways we betray ourselves is, you know, we don't share what we actually believe. Yeah. We don't speak up for ourselves. Um, we don't do what we really want. We work jobs that we don't really like mm-hmm. for the money instead of for mm-hmm. the passion and for the joy of it. We betray ourselves um, when we believe when there's a dream we have and we don't do the things we believe will help us move in the direction of the manifestation of that. We betray ourselves when we don't feel, when we feel shame and we, and we, um, because who we are is worthy. That's an aspect. When you understand what the soul is, the soul's energy is a big, the foundational piece of the soul's energy is worthiness. That's a facet Mm -hmm. of love. So when you are shaming yourself, when you don't feel enough, when you are rehearsing beliefs and thoughts that probably you didn't come up with yourself, absolutely. you got in your childhood absolutely. some type yes. of way. Uh-huh. But when you rehearse those and, the, and you hold to them, you are betraying yourself. Um, when you don't follow your joy, when you don't do things that allow you to feel free, when you play small so that other people in your life can be big, when you don't meet your needs, um, and you prioritize the needs of others while yours go neglected. These are ways in which some of the ways in which we betray ourselves. And this is what you need to look at first is how am I betraying myself? And how do I stop? Let me stop doing that. So I, one of the big things that was for me, which is why I was so sick. So why, why we get sick is because the body is literally created by the soul to be fueled and nourished by the energy of itself. Hmm. This is what the body runs off of more than the food we eat, soul, soul, more than the water we drink. The body is fueled more 
by the energy and the truth of your soul. Mm. And so when it is robbed of that in some way or starved of that in some way, it becomes malnourished and you cannot be well when you are malnourished, it starts to break down. So the key to healing is to nourish the body with the truth and the wholeness of your soul. So this is why like not being ourselves is not benign. We're not taught this anywhere. We're taught that being yourself is not being yourself is how you succeed. Not being yourself is how you belong. Not being yourself is how you get accolades. Not being yourself is how you get sick. Absolutely. And so this is like, this is where you, why you want to first start to say this, but also the universe sends, uh, the universe loves you. It, it wants you to have everything you, you desire Mm -hmm. and it gives it to you. The universe does not withhold love from you because it loves you. Mm -hmm. And so it sends everything that you really want to you, to your truth, to who you really are. And why it's really important to love yourself, to become more of yourself, is because you cannot manifest. I don't care how many vision boards you do. I don't care how many white candles you burn, sage sticks you burn, (laughs) green juice and, and juice detoxes you do. You cannot manifest your truest, deepest dreams until you become your full self. Because your universe only sends your good to your home address. And you can't get it if you're not home. Oh my so God. This is like, <laughs> That's a goosebumps moment right there. That's a goosebumps moment. Yeah. So this is home is wellness and home yeah. is manifestation. And wholeness, wholeness. And wholeness. So that's what wholeness yeah. Yeah. is manifestation right. and wholeness is wellness. And the way to it, the only key to it, the only path to it is to love yourself. And the first step in that is to find out and discover all the ways in which you were not. For me, I was suppressing my spiritual gifts because I grew up mm. in a in a very Christian environment, a, a conventional Christian environment. I was made to believe that seeing people's energy and talking to people on the other side and all the things that I knew yeah, when I was a kid, that would have been scary. Yeah. But that was not approved right. of, and that was right. not lovable. So I, again, I Shut projected this version of me and suppressed this also. I also, my sexuality, I was the same gender attracted. And I knew that when I was five, but I also knew that wasn't okay where I was in my environment. And so I projected this heterosexual version, suppressed this this other version. Mm -hmm. I was also more feminine when I was a kid. I was, I had a very high voice and I have more feminine way. I had, Mm -hmm. I expressed both masculine feminine aspects as a boy in my culture and in my environment, that was not okay. And so the feminine aspects of myself, I suppressed. Mm. And then the uh, the last piece of it was I was teased a lot as a kid because I was thicker. And so I was teased and made to feel like my body as it was, wasn't lovable. And so I I felt a lot of shame for who I was. I felt shame for my sexuality, shame for my body. I felt fear and shame around my spiritual gifts. And that made me that made me disconnect from the wholeness of myself and only try to be parts of myself, but starve other parts. Mm-hmm. And that's where my that's what I learned um, after my near death experience. That was the cause of the manifestation of my illnesses. Wow. Was that I was living for a long time, starving myself of love. I was yes. very malnourished of love, 
and my body could not survive could, like yeah. that. So that was my journey around that was learning how do you nourish yourself? How do you st first stop? Again, the first part is what, how are you betraying yourself? How are the ways in which you're starving yourself of love, right? Mm. And that is those, those things that we mentioned, like where you're not speaking a truth, where you're not meeting mm -hmm. your needs, where you're dimming your light in some way, where you're shaming yourself and not appreciating, accepting yourself where you're not following your joy and allowing yourself to experience freedom, the, mm -hmm. the feelings of freedom, because these are all mm -hmm. facets of love. This is the, we, mm -hmm. what we're not taught is the anatomy of the soul. Mm -hmm. We learn about the anatomy of the body, right? But you, but you have another body. You have an energy body that makes up the wholeness of the soul. And that's made of energy and consciousness. And the soul is made of, I spoke about this a little bit, but I said it's the foundational part of the body of the soul uh -huh. is worthiness. But there's also freedom. There's also ease, peace. Mm. There's empowerment. There's joy. These are kind of the five parts of the anatomy of the soul. And these are what you need to have in you to feel consistently to be in your wholeness. And if you have any kind of beliefs or behavior patterns that don't allow you to feel safe and at ease, mm -hmm. that don't allow you to feel worthy, that don't allow you to feel happy, that aren't allowing you to feel empowered and um, free, that's the betrayal. That's where you're disconnecting from yourself. I and love this because most people, most people, it's a little esoteric, right? And so when you talk about betraying yourself, I love because I'm always like, where can people start? Let's give them something they can do. And what I don't want y'all to hear, gang, is, holy crap, I've screwed up everything. All this is wrong with me, right? Mm -hmm. So what I say is when you have awareness, you have choice. And so begin to notice with gentleness, without shame, without self-condemnation, because that's, you know, the old, that's the matrix, right? And so just noticing the parts. And what would they do, Jerome? Like, let's say they say, wow, I've been, I've been withholding a part of myself. How, mm -hmm. how do they... Like walk through number one, how to acknowledge, forgive, release, and then to step into the next version. Like, like walk that through a little bit. Yeah. So a big piece in forgiving so that because you cannot shame your way into healing. Oof. You can't shame your way into <laughs> transformation. There's oh, you are possible. preaching my stuff here, my friend. Yeah. Yes. So again, shame is toxic. It is the lowest, most toxic energy, right? It is a starvation energy yes. of love. It is starving Oof. you of love. Love yes. is the only energy that transforms and that heals. So here's the thing. It is unloving of us to expect ourselves to know how to do something that we were never mm. taught how to do. Beautiful. And most of us were not taught yes. this. So that's the first part. I recognize that, yes, I've been starving myself of love, but I also give myself compassion and acceptance mm. because I wasn't taught. I wasn't taught how to do that. So that's the first part. So that, that bleeds that energy of shaming mm -hmm. yourself out of your energy field. So shame, really quickly, can, hold on, hold on. For people that go, I don't really know what you mean, what you meant by shame. So give an example of a couple shaming statements because shame, you'll feel it, but there's, there are ways shame shows up. So break that down and then go into the next part, okay? Shame is any thought or behavior you're offering that says there's something wrong with me. Good. There's something Super wrong simple. with me right. and that right. I don't deserve love because of this. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So that's number one. Okay. So when you have something like that, 
the way to really begin to, first of all, to heal shame, this is a foundational piece of self-love to heal shame, is shame is the indicator of starvation of love. So Mm -hmm. now you have to just feed yourself love. How do you do that? One of my favorite things to do is to keep an appreciation journal of yourself. Nice. And so every morning, just like I make sure that I eat my fruit and I drink my water and I get my nutrients in the morning, I make sure that I feed myself love in the morning. Mm. And so I make sure that I sit down and I write in my appreciation journal, what are 10 things, you know, you can start with five, Mm -hmm. start with five things that you appreciate about yourself. Appreciation means that you value about yourself, Mm -hmm. that you celebrate, that you see as good, that you see that as working well, that you love. What if, what if they don't? believe it does it work if you just go well like Therese would say this about me because sometimes people are so starved in this area they might not find it so how do you recommend them just starting somewhere just this is the thing you don't have to start with you could find one thing so here's (laughs) the thing about it because here's the thing the science behind this as well there's a piece of your brain called the reticular activating Mm -hmm. system which is about which is there to keep your brain from being overloaded because there is 400 million plus bits of information available to us at any time, but the brain can only healthily process 2000 bits of that. So your, uh, your reticular activating system is in control of those 2000 bits. But what it also does is it collapses what you're able to see as your reality down to just that. Mm -hmm. So And what decides what your reticular activating system focuses on is what your intentions are and what your beliefs are. So if you've been running beliefs that you're not enough, you're going to see a lot of evidence of that Mm -hmm. in the beginning. You're going to believe it's going to be hard for you to see anything else because your reticular activating system is doing its job. But when you sit down and you say, I'm going to find five things that I appreciate about myself. And just sit with the first one. And it doesn't have to be, you can go anywhere. It could be, I make really good cupcakes. <laughs> there we go. You're literally be, retraining your brain. That's you're what retraining the brain. Yeah. And so the, what happens is the brain starts to say, oh, we're looking for things that are valuable about us. But, yeah. And so you may find today you could you stretched for those five. But tomorrow <laughs> you get six. Yeah. And then the more you do this, it begins your brain, your reticular activating system says, oh, we're no longer looking at what's wrong. We're only looking at what's right. Beautiful. And it begins to show you and magnify to where that's all you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't need to beat up on yourself in the beginning because your reticular activating system is doing its job. You're, it's been, it's been on where you're not enough, what's wrong. It's going to yeah. help you see that. It's going to be a challenge. But this Push is why through. this journal is Push so through. important. Right, yeah. Because as you journal, the more you journal, the more you begin to see and the more you begin to have in your truth, I'm really awesome and mm-hmm. I'm really lovable and I am worthy. And mm. that is what you begin to see. And then you begin to attract more of that. And you begin to attract that's more the of vibration. that. Yeah. And you begin to behave from that space. Right, right. But that's the first, that's really a really foundational step. Just keep that journal. Just do that journal for 30 Fabulous. days straight, five different things every day. Mm-hmm. Sit down till you get your five. I promise you, your reticular activating system will begin to operate and it will be a flow for them. And watch how your life begins to change from that. That is so magnificent. And I love that you broke that because 
I love the real world. This is what to do. And this is why, because I, I feel like, you know, can I use the expression metaphysical mind fuck? Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get into. Why did I bring this illness to me? Oh my God, I should have. Oh, I must've attracted this. Like it's, when you're a spiritual person, you could buy into the shame of not, you know what I mean? And so for you to basically say, no, reticular activating system and shame is, this isn't even yours. So I love the way to get around that with gentleness and, and love. Yeah. And let's get, let's, if I, if I don't do anything else, speak it, baby, (laughs) let me, let me shift this conversation around. I manifested. Well, I, I attracted this illness to me. You may have manifested it because here's the thing. I want to give you a statement that will really help you. Good. There's nothing wrong with your body. If you're dealing with an illness. There's something missing from it. And what's been missing from it is you. And that's it. You just have to feed mm-hmm. your body more of you. Just like, oh, if I'm hungry, there's nothing wrong with my mm-hmm. stomach. Mm-hmm. There's something missing. Yeah. It just needs food. That's a you just need it more of your of food. And the food is you. It's the wholeness of your oh soul. God. It's, so don't get out into this, oh my God, yeah. what did I do wrong? Right, with, right. Oh, how did I attract this? I just, I'm not, I haven't been eating well and I'm going to start eating well. Beautiful. Ah, that's the perfect note to end on. Because because that does linger. Like there is guilt and shame. Like what's wrong with me that I got COVID? I did something wrong. I And so I love that we attended to that. I'm glad my intuition threw that one in because I think people get stuck there. So. Yeah. And nobody taught you how to eat well before. Exactly. So now you're in the process of learning how to do it. <laughs> this is so yummy. I could just hang out with you for days having the rest <laughs> of this conversation. But is there any, just kind of tap in. Is there anything, anything that else, anything else that wants to be said? Not that you haven't said enough. This was one of my favorite episodes. So just thank you for this. Yeah. Um, who you are as is, is loved and lovable and enough it is safe Mm -hmm. and you will find you will discover that when you take the journey of self-love i'm this you this world is safer than you've been your childhood made you believe it was and you are way more lovable and loved than your childhood made you believe you were And I'll end on that. That is a gift. And you are a gift. So thank your soul for reintroducing you back to your body so you could say yes to this body of work. And I'm going to jump over. I'm going to follow you wherever you are. So (laughs) how do people find your contact information? Like, I know you work with people. So Tell folks how they can, can access. We want more of Jerome. How do we get that? Yeah, you can find me at JeromeBraggs.com. I'm okay. on Facebook at Jerome Braggs Intuitive Healer. Yeah. I'm on Instagram at Jerome Braggs Intuitive. Um, you can find me up. I post things every day. Beautiful blogs, posts. Yeah. videos. Yeah. I also have an online course. If you want to learn the basics of how to really begin the journey of loving mm. yourself, it's called Self-Love Academy. You can find that on my website. Nice. It's nine modules that walk you through master classes on what self, what love, different aspects of loving yourself mm-hmm. look like. There's transformative personal exercises that you do to heal the aspects of yourself where you've been betraying yourself. 
Wow. There's energy healing, there's meditations, Ooh. there's all types of things in there. Um, so if you want to do that, you can. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, you want deeper, personalized mm-hmm. work, um, I also offer private sessions, Beautiful. which you can also find in my website. And we'll have all those links on the, on the show notes. So, oh, Jerome, what, what a blessing. What a tremendous blessing. You're a beautiful, beautiful person. And I'm so honored that you came, shared, like, this is going to go down in, like, the, like, one of the most transformative episodes. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate you. Oh, lots of love. Thanks for listening, gang. And make sure you follow Jerome. And remember, are you depriving yourself or are you loving yourself? Right? You got, to, you got, that's the choice. That's the way. Okay. Much love. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode and I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week, we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.